0: Uh, Your Excellency Dr. Kureshi, ladies and gentlemen um, it really is a great pleasure to welcome you all here today for the annual India Lecture uh, which is co-sponsored by the Oxford India Society, the premier student society here at Oxford uh, and the Asian Studies Center at St. Anthony's College. Um, our speaker uh, is someone who really doesn't need an introduction uh, but I'll give one to him in any case. Uh, you will know him, of course, as the former Chief Election Commissioner of India. Uh, he was, before that, uh, an Election Commissioner of India. He has held many uh, distinguished positions, uh, including Director of the Board of the Steel Authority of India, Director of the Rashtra, Ispat Nigam, and a Director at the National Mineral Development Corporation. And there are many others uh, which I uh, will not mention. Uh, he's also been named uh, uh, in the Indian Express's list of the 100 most important, par- most important powerful Indians, uh, which um, I'm sure you will agree is a distinct honour given uh, a country which has a population of well over a billion people. Uh, Dr. Kureshi will be speaking today, uh, as you can see, on uh, an undocumented wonder, the making of the great Indian election. But before asking him to take the podium I'd very much like to invite uh, our new High Commissioner uh, Mr. Navtej Sarna to uh, address us with a, a few words.
1: Well, thank you very much. And uh, good evening to everybody. Thank you very much for Getting us here today. I am particularly happy to be here today within uh, two months of my arrival uh, in the United, King- United Kingdom as the, as the High Commissioner. First, it is always a pleasure to be where Dr. Qureshi is. Uh, we have a habit of uh, running into each other at, uh, at various unexpected <coughs> places and I have very fond memories of many of our meetings. The first time I met uh, Dr. Qureshi was when he was doing the equally difficult job of be- being mm. Director General of Prasar Bharti, Doordarshan. And then he moved on to other jobs and, and I watched as he slowly but surely reached the top pinnacle of uh, Indian democracy, which is the Chief Election Commissioner, and became the person who was responsible for organizing elections, which, if I am not wrong, involve 700 million voters. A few more. A few few million more. (laughs) And that is some job. And I don't think for all of you who would be surely interested in Indian democracy, the kiosk and order of Indian democracy, there could be a, a better speaker uh, than Dr. Qureshi. So it's a great pleasure to be here today. I'm also very happy uh, that I got this chance to be, to come to Oxford because I've always wanted to come to Oxford. Uh, I always wanted to come as a student rather, but if I couldn't make it as a student, it's nice to come uh, as, as, as a diplomat who can, who can watch, uh, watch the students. Uh, I understand that Oxford has very wide and deep links with India. I'm told that uh, it has the distinct privilege of supplying the first Englishman to reach India, Father Thomas Stevens, somewhere in the sixteenth century. A few others followed uh, but i think but but I think one look at London uh, shows that we have amply returned the compliment. Uh, it's great to be at a university which has so many well-known and famous Indian names attached to it, two two former prime ministers, uh, some great academic personalities, uh, whether as faculty or students, Dr. Radhakrishnan, Professor C.N.R. Rao, and also my childhood hero, uh, Mansur Ali Khan Pataudi. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if he had been alive, I would have called him uh, right from outside his college and told him uh, that I was here. So there are great associations of this university with India and I think all of you have a, uh, are in a tremendously privileged position uh, to be here. Uh, I'm surprised when I learned that there are only less than 400 Indian students uh, at Oxford. It's uh, certainly not a reflection of the kind of desire that is amongst Indian students to come and study in UK universities. And I am sure the objective difficulties that there may be will hopefully be resolved soon thereafter. But uh, this is not uh, my day for giving you a, a full speech. So I am not going to do that. I am going to just uh, thank the organisers for getting me here today. And I look forward to joining you and listening to Dr. Kuresh. Thank you.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm extremely grateful to Dr. Faisal Devji for inviting me here. The person who made it possible was my young friend Himan Jain, who is an old friend of my son's. I was here a few months ago uh, you know, for a talk on South Asian democracy at All Souls Colleges. That is where uh, he had come, and uh, since then he was after me to come here again. I'm, I was very delighted when I knew that my old friend, uh, the, our High Commissioner here, Navtev Sanna, was also coming here and he agreed to chair this meeting. He and I go back uh, 15, 20 years. He's a prolific writer and I remember launching one of his 100 books. Uh, um, he's a brilliant person and his coming here has enhanced my happiness to come here. Uh, this is a, a subject which is closest to my heart because this is my last posting in the, uh, in the government, although election commission is not under the government, it's distant from the government, but as a civil servant, that was the last job I had. Uh, I'll tell you it a bit later why this title, this also happens to be the title of my book, uh, are very uh, unknowingly, they are promoting my book. That probably <laughs> was not the intention. But a, the title itself came uh, from a, a journalist who was always very critical of everything that uh, the government does and the election commission does. But he's a very good friend. And uh, once I got, uh, I persuaded him to see how we conduct elections, and how we asked him to choose any place which he wanted to visit. So close to his home in Noida, he went uh, to see UP election in action and he came back a changed man yeah. and he wrote a three page um, article, uh, the gist of which was that he was really surprised that, you know, we are normally obsessed with our politicians and the politics, but we uh, care very little and we know very little about the effort which goes behind their election, the people who uh, work for the election. And he says, I have come to the conclusion that Indian Election Commission is the most self-effacing organization in the country, and Indian Election, an undocumented wonder. So taking a cue from him, uh, I, with his permission, I use uh, this title, and I'm going to describe to you uh, the, this process. Uh, we have, in our 65 year of uh, democratic history, we have conducted 16 general elections to the Lok Sabha. And more than 400 general elections to the state assemblies. We have 3 million elected representatives in the local, national, state, local bodies, mostly in the local bodies. The beauty of Indian elections is that we have never missed the deadline. Um, and our credibility, the credibility of results, has never been challenged. And uh, the, our elections have been acknowledged worldwide. And I've quoted just two here Barack Obama. Uh, calling our last elections as historic and an example for all of us, and Hillary Clinton describing Indian election as a gold standard. India, ladies and gentlemen, is perhaps the most diverse country in the world. We have 22 official languages, 200 developed languages, 4,000 dialects, and uh, we are a land of minorities. Everybody in India is a minority. Even even eighty percent Hindus are a minority in the northeast, in Kashmir, in Punjab. So therefore, uh, and when you are in a minority, you do feel uh, you do have certain concerns which have to be addressed. And our constitution has addressed them adequately. And when we talk of minority, it's not just in the context of religion. We have linguistic minorities, ethnic, cultural, uh, and uh, uh, geographical minority. We do not allow any intimidation of any kind and legal protection to pluralism is provided in our constitution and the law. In fact, the biggest minority of India is women. 49% which uh, in itself is a sad story because of neglect, uh, discrimination. Their nature has designed women to be stronger sex but they die early, at least for the first 10 years because of neglect um, uh, and election commission also deals with them uh, differently uh, to enable them to come and, and vote in large number. We have to ensure that disabled uh, can come and vote. Every one school, every one uh, polling station which is normally in school has a ramp provided by the election commission temporarily for the voting day. Every single electronic voting machine that we use, about two million of them, has a Braille strip for the uh, Braille literate blind, although their number is very small. And uh, about five years ago, we received a representation from transgenders that they are discriminated against because when they fill up the form, the form says male or female, there is no third gender. Believe me, it took us just 30 seconds to create a third gender. We said, all right, you just write other so we created other column other. Supreme Court of India, five years later, also uh, followed suit and they have declared they have this as a third gender and which benefits at least three million people, uh, if not more. The uh, largest election in world history was uh, held uh, a couple of years ago, in 2014. And if you look at the numbers, Mr. Uh, Sarna had mentioned 700 million, It it was 834 million then. Now it must be about 900 million. We had about a million polling stations, about 2 million electronic voting machines, and 11 million people uh, are our personnel who conduct the elections. They're all government servants whom you normally uh, characterize as lazy, inefficient, and corrupt. They are the guys who conduct this election flawlessly every time. And we have uh, the number of political parties was 1,700 plus, but that was yesterday. Now, if you see the in terms of uh, number comparison, uh, not many people really have often heard the expression that India is one of the largest democracies, but actually it is the largest by miles. Yeah, I, I was in second year of my tenure in election commission when the, uh, the uh, size, the real size dawned upon me. I was watching a film made by External Affairs Ministry on India's election, and when somebody was trying to explain the size, imagine in Italy, France, Holland, and they named four countries. I got curious when I started looking at the population. Then I found that India's uh, electorate is more than uh, the entire population of all 50 countries of Europe put together. I thought uh, even then that is just 60%. In fact, you will notice uh, it's more than every continent in fact it is 90 countries rolled into one and not just in terms of number the complexities of 90 countries any problem anywhere terrorism militancy the racism uh, uh, warfare travel communal caste anything we have it all uh, plenty and in, in fact the entire commonwealth minus india uh, india is bigger they had mentioned about the complexities. While we have the numbers, uh, we also take pride in the fact that we have a polling station with just one voter. There are some polling stations with two, three, or five voters. This one is in the uh, Gir Forest of Gujarat. Gir Forest is very famous for Asiatic lions. Here is a temple priest who lives there, and uh, we had the choice to. Uh, Attach him to some other booth somewhere. But for him, we set up a polling station. A polling party of six goes there to get him to vote. He stays overnight. He chooses to come uh, whatever time he wants to. (laughs) And uh, even after he has voted, we cannot uh, pack up and go. Why? Because technically, somebody may come later and question his vote and say that he was a bogus voter. I'm the real voter. We wait for a dispute to arise <laughs> and only at 5 o'clock with all others uh, the polling station is closed. I, I will also show you some slides uh, about the uh, next bullet. In the 2009 general election, which is when I was there till 2012 but the 2014 general election was uh, not in my time, We the election like this time was uh, last time was in five phases. The fifth phase was on 13th May. And all the uh, results of all five phases were to be counted on 16th May. Now, in the fifth phase, we had 131 million voters in 100,000 booths. But we were not bothered about them because it was routine for us. We were only concerned about two polling stations with 37 voters. What was special about them? They were at the height of uh, 15,600 feet in Ladakh. In uh, Ladakh. and uh, we our uh, polling party tried to land there four times with indian air force helicopters but because of bad weather they could not land so what to do we cannot uh, just bypass them so we decided that the only uh, dependable thing is to send a polling party by foot in knee deep snow though so on the 12th 13th is the last day on 12th we despised them a polling party of six this time normally it is five the sixth one was carrying a satellite phone and of course was also a Porter they walked all of twelfth, all of 13th all of 15th uh, 14th uh, they on 15th at 11 and 1 o'clock next day is the counting for the rest of the country so what do we do well if it has taken us four days to reach there how long will it take? it will take the four days to come back and when do we announce the results if uh, one suggestion was, for, uh, don't count their vote, and if the margin of victory is more than uh, 37, declare the results. But that would be an insult to the 37. So That was not acceptable. So we decided the uh, legal recourse that the counting has to be supervised by a returning officer. So one of the two presiding officers was designated as uh, uh, assistant returning officer. And uh, one polling party went to the other uh, village, five kilometers apart they were. And in front of the, the people, they opened the machines and the, uh, the ARO, temporary A- ARO, conveyed the results to us in Delhi on the satellite phones. And the first results announced in the country were these 37. <laughs> and how we uh, reached our polling station, you will see one picture, camels, elephants, boats, cycles, helicopters, trains. We live in the different centuries at the same time, uh, as you will see. Then vulnerability mapping. Our elections used to be very violent. There used to be bombs, guns, about a 1000 uh, poll world-related deaths. I was an observer in UK elections in April. I've never seen a more boring election. <laughs> Nothing happens. No problem, no dispute, no violence. <laughs> Every uh, so totally trusting system. You could, uh, I could go and say, I'm David Cameron if I, I knew uh, his address because that is what we have to declare. No ID card, no the polling party agents who challenge uh, the voters' identity is uh, is phenomenal. Then. Uh, uh, you know, preparing for such a, since the title was Making of the Great in Election, preparing for an election is an exercise in itself. It begins about a year in advance. We plan, plan, plan. It doesn't mean that we only plan, we don't uh, implement, we execute also. But very careful, detailed planning goes into this. Uh, we hear concerns of all political parties. Uh, the, um, they are our best teachers. Um, treating them equally uh, is very, very important. Uh, we they are uh, in touch with the NGO, or the civil society organization, and so on. Now stop, 11 million people, all government servants, lazy, inefficient, and corrupt. How do you make them to conduct a good election? One is that uh, it takes a thief to catch a thief. I'm a civil servant myself, so I know how, who they are, <laughs> what they are. So we know uh, who is the good uh, and who is uh, bad. Isolate the good and bad and then uh, we select them carefully. We even uh, Then after all that we we'll randomize no, the staff. Uh, earlier there was a time when we used to send polling party of five, typically drawn from uh, same school or same office in the interest of better coordination. But we found it was uh, working negatively. Because if you just bribed one person, all four go, come for free. So that way is not acceptable. So the, now what happens is we are the five members of a polling party get to know each other just on the eve of the poll. When we are giving them the electronic machine, we tell, uh, we tell them who the team is and we tell them where to go. They had no idea before that. Even we don't know who they are because we randomize it on the spot. Now, this staff uh, comes entirely under uh, our control. It is a deputation to us. We can take any action, uh, and the neutrality is totally non-negotiable. So, um, what would happen? Yeah. <laughs> then, um, uh, even the, we have even changed the chief secretaries of state. Home Secretary of state, the DGP of state, in one case in UP, all three of them together because we did not trust them. We, they, we thought that they were mixed up uh, with the uh, politician and we had uh, documentary evidence produced by the political party. We give them uh, training for zero error because literally zero error is the, is the margin we give them. And imagine this: uh, the election is not held just in the in national capital. We have polling stations we, uh, which are on an, uh, maybe on an island which is 1,200 kilometers from the Indian mainland and only 80 kilometers from Indonesia. There also we have to give as good an election as in Connaught Place of New Delhi. Then scheduling, Some, very often we are criticized, you know, you did not take that into account. Why do we do it on Sunday? Why don't you do it on Monday or uh, reverse? But actually a lot of exercise goes into this we have to see the weather we have to see agricultural cycle for instance in sowing season farmers will not come out in harvesting season or even more difficult because they have just a short window when they have to harvest and because of uh, uh, the inclement weather they have to dispose of uh, uh, their crop very quickly. We have to see festivals, and India has, because it has so many religions, all the religions of the world we have, and uh, we have local festivals, every religion, religious festival has to be accommodated. Examination schedule, uh, uh, month of uh, March is untouchable, because that is when we have the exam. Public holidays, uh, uh, logistical requirements, law and order, etc. Then checking uh, intimidation, violence and fraud, that is one thing which we have now mastered. There was a time when um, uh, uh, peaceful poll was just impossible. But now uh, even the biggest crooks, they behave like lambs because they know that they're under watch. We take a preventive action. One thing which we discovered was that even uh, murderers and decoits were normally allowed to go at large. Politicians were protecting them. And uh, in exchange, they will help them in elections. So six months before the election, we start going to every state and we want, we call the SPs and the DMs, we want to know how many non bailable warrants are pending. We find that some warrants have been pending for three years, four years. And uh, police report that they are not traceable, whereas every third day, the picture is appearing in the uh, newspaper uh, inaugurating uh, uh, this function or that function. (laughs) So we said nothing doing you. This uh, list has to be brought to zero by the time the election comes. And we ensure that. And um, we have, uh, we do vulnerability mapping of every village, every booth area. Who are the criminals? Who, what is the father's name and the grandfather's name? What has been their history? Who are the guys who they normally they threaten? And we take advance action under Criminal Procedure Code. We bind them down for good behavior. If they cannot provide the security, they are uh, put behind bars. And about uh, 400,000 potential troublemakers were identified this way in uh, 87,000 vulnerable villages, which we had identified. About 75,000 video cameras and digital cameras. And we also keep a 24 by 7 video watch on criminals. In fact, everybody, every candidate... Uh, so that their activities are under observation, and uh, they know that they cannot get away. We are one of the secrets of our success is that we are always learning, always learning new things. And uh, for this is uh, comet was a uh, uh, recent innovation. Some collector in Madhya Pradesh uh, did this. That in in every village, he identified three to landline telephones, three mobile telephones and uh, the nearest uh, police wireless, uh, so that if, uh, and all these telephone six, seven connections were tried the day before for a kind of a dry run to see that they're all working and since the technology can fail, anything can fail, three able-bodied, uh, uh, in fact, youngsters who could run two, three miles to report from the, the nearest uh, available phone or communication system that something is happening. This, uh, we got feedback after the event that this was a deterrent. We have made it an in all-India scheme. Now, uh, EVM uh, electronic voting machines, we call the wonder machine of Indian democracy. Now, the, very often we have been asked, why is it that you are using EVM? They are suspect, even America doesn't use it. But even America doesn't uh, have a woman president so far in 300 years. We have had uh, a pra- woman prime minister, woman president and uh, america took 144 years to give equal voting rights to women we gave it on day one so we don't have to learn everything uh, uh, from from elsewhere Uh, now very recently we have uh, also uh, uh, introduced voter verifiable paper audit trail vv which means that uh, otherwise the suspicion could be some people were raising this point that in an electronic machine, when you press a button, the vote is going there. Physically, you can't see it. It's just a matter of trust. Of course, we have tests and retests, and we show you the results. Uh, but now we have also introduced pack a, a small slip is printed, goes into a sealed box, and in case of dispute, compare count put the slips uh, and see the machine, the numbers must tally. So, this has been introduced. About 20,000 machines were <coughs> used on an experimental basis. Chances are that 2019 uh, next general election will be with V.V. Model code of conduct is another beauty uh, innovation of uh, uh, Indian election. It's uh, not a law of the land. It's a voluntary code of conduct by the politicians, but the compliance is more than any law. They, uh, just a notice is enough to send shivers down the spine of this, uh, the biggest politician. The thought of a notice, just a notice, and here, there we give them no chance, no time, no chance. Uh, even the prime minister or uh, chief minister, if he violates something, uh, for instance, takes his uh, personal staff with him or travels uh, in a government car, a government uh, plane, a notice goes, and we want a reply by 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, they, they are so scared that by 4 p.m. the answer will be will be with us, uh, with apology. So uh, this has worked very well. This has uh, brought down hate speech and uh, rebel rousing. Uh, uh, You cannot disturb the the other uh, campaign, uh, other procession. Uh, A party in power particularly is checked, which is why I have noticed that the ruling party starts hating us before long, uh, whereas opposition parties love us. But fortunately, the ruling party goes into opposition and they also love us thereafter. <laughs> because they realize that if they want justice, fairness, election commission is the right place. Uh, these are the kind of checks we have a party in power. They cannot publish, add the public expense. They cannot announce new scheme. Many people, in fact, our, our law minister of the land at that point got into serious trouble and he was uh, uh, censured by the election commission for promising quota for the minorities, which is not acceptable. So I don't know why the, the, all the bright ideas come to political parties only a month before the election. For four years, 11 months, they forget about the promises. Every good thing, they are in a hurry to announce a close to the election. No fresh appointments. We use all kinds of technology uh, for everything, except for uh, electronic voting. Where by a conscious decision, we use 17th century technology of an elementary calculator. It's a standalone thing. It does not converse with anyone. It will not take orders from anywhere. And that is the secret of the success of our electronic voting machine. Voter education. England has 20% budget for voter education. We did not have any such thing. But five years ago, we set up a voter education division initially we were criticized within the organization the argument was that uh, educating voters is not your job your job is just to conduct elections i have since i had my phd was in communication i had that background and i said no it is very much our job because when somebody uh, with just 10% vote comes to power, gets elected 90% people have not voted for him the legitimacy of uh, the, the elected person comes into question and very dangerous suggestion like compulsory voting uh, are, are then the voiced, which is uh, not acceptable because democracy and compulsion don't go together. So we started voter education and we have not looked back because uh, there has been a veritable uh, participation revolution and uh, larger election we were at about 66.4. But in State Assembly, we have crossed 80, in one case, even 90%. Then, uh, having said all the good things, there are issues of concern, no doubt. The role of money power, that is something which is almost beyond our control. Um, we are making things difficult for the politicians in this uh, respect, but they have the last law because they uh, innovate. In my book, I have uh, listed 40 modus operandi of uh, financial uh, uh, abuse and cheating. Uh, but they are found in newer ways because I think this is already outdated in one uh, year. Uh, the money now reaches before election commission comes into play. Then uh, criminalization of politics. People with against whom uh, ser- serious criminal cases are pending including rape, decoity, murder and kidnapping. They contest and they are winning. Uh, we want them debarred from contesting election, but that debate goes on uh, because all political parties have a quota of such people. So they uh, are united in opposing our reform proposal. Urban and youth apathy was uh, a problem, but we have dealt with this through our voter education substantially. In fact, enormously. The social media is becoming a more of a problem because that's something new, because uh, uh, it's not easy to control. Uh, now, the last general election, I will give you just these are the last few slides. The last general election uh, was the biggest in world history at 834 million voters. And between 2009 and 2014, we had added 118 million voters, which is equivalent to adding a South Africa and a South Korea combined. And um, our three Canadas, four Australians. Or 10 Portugal, or 20 Finland, mm-hmm. just in five years. Uh, uh, somebody was mentioning he's doing it, uh, some digital technology. So here are some statistics, statistics. The large general election perhaps was the first social media election in the country. That is how media uh, characterized it. Uh, we have 900 million uh, mobile devices, but that was a year and a half ago. It must have shot up. Uh, 165 million were connected to the internet. 75% of online uh, population is young people below 35. And you will notice 18 to 23 are the first time voters. Their number is 149 million. Whereas uh, the difference of vote between Congress and the BJP uh, in the previous election was just 40 million. So which means if 149 young people uh, can be wooed, the results will be different and this is exactly what happened. BJP knew how to use uh, social media very effectively, and they benefited from it. 160 constituencies were classified as digital constituencies, which meant that were 20% voters had internet connection. And uh, Facebook users uh, were, were more than the victory margin of 2009 winners. Then uh, some new uh, things which we have introduced, as I mentioned to you that we keep on innovating, Uh, NOTA which is none of the above this button was introduced on the machine for the first time if you don't like any candidate uh, you can press NOTA although it does not mean that it is right to reject Uh, it does not influence the results in fact if hundred people vote and uh, 99 vote NOTA and 1% vote for uh, mr. Devji for us, he's the winner because that is the le- only legitimate vote. Others are blank votes, so they don't count. But at the same time, it does uh, express people's opinion about the quality of candidates. It may shame political parties uh, into naming uh, better candidates in the future. Now, one interesting thing which I came across even in the uh, UK election, that UKIP with 13% vote uh, got only one seat. In India, we had a, even a uh, more um, uh, um, pronounced uh, uh, issue with the first-past-the-post when BSP with 20% vote in UP and 4.5% in the, the country, in both cases, the third largest vote share ended up with zero seed. Now that has raised a question about the first-past-the-post system. Uh, of course, your, uh, in England, uh, referendum failed a few years ago for the reason uh, uh, that people really did not understand what the referendum was about, the turnout was very low, and uh, maybe uh, uh, sometime uh, it will have to be reconsidered. Now, we uh, we are so used to doing things in our strike, some things don't even strike us, still others point it out to us. Uh, not very long ago, <laughs> four, five years ago, our speaker, Meera Kumar, she uh, was a chief sp- guest in uh, one of our functions. And she mentioned the word in green election. She said that Indian elections are green election. Uh, Although we conduct those election, she was so right. We say after because of EVM, we save eleven thousand tons of paper, which means we two we save two hundred eighty thousand trees, and millions and millions of gallons of water, and uh, the power consumption, the money, so and then noise reduction uh defacement act we don't allow uh, political parties candidates to deface your property with their slogans or the posters uh, otherwise it would cost you a th- few thousands to repair the damage we do uh, there was a time when uh, 200 300 500 cars will be in the cavalcade we don't allow more than 10 so we are saving on petrol uh no plastics are allowed and uh Although or none of these is a election law. These are law, normal laws of the land which are uh, ignored in the normal time. But when we come into picture, we ensure that every law is observed uh, to its uh, last letter. Then uh, voter education, I've already mentioned how it has uh, done wonder. And since we especially targeted women, about in 16 out of 35 states, women outnumbered men. Women voters outnumbered men. And the gap between men and women voters used to be 10-12% has now come down to 1.46, 1. and we hope that it will come down further. We, uh, one of the techniques was that we used uh, icons like uh, former President APJ Abdul Kalam, cricket captain Dhoni, a folk singers, uh, pop singers, uh, sports person to appeal to youngsters, to women uh, to come and vote and that worked fantastically. some of the lessons that we learn plan minutely screen and randomize the staff uh, for neutrality delegate generously Uh, monitor effectively for timely action act neutrally fairly and strongly learn from mistakes and leave notes of posterity now these are some of the headlines which we get in routine and uh, you know it's, media is very difficult to bribe they are very independent uh, in india particularly so these are routine headlines a good election is no longer news in india a bad election will be and we are, we always worry about that we don't want to uh, um, uh, lower the, the bar and uh, now even internationally uh, the new york times the, it is truly the greatest show on earth an ode to a diverse and democratic ethos, an inspiration to all the world. Financial Times London, Indian voters show the way forward. Then uh, this is all independent, which it's very interesting. India confirms its uh, status as a democratic uh, beacon. Yet for this uh, chaotic nation with its almost unfathomable religious, linguistic and social diversity, not only to hold free and fair elections, but also to deliver stable governments is truly a remarkable achievement. Now, I'll just show you some pictures, uh, these are the, uh, the the way we carry our polling party, here again the queue. Now, you would notice the last picture, that's our former Prime Minister, Mr. Manmohan Singh, Mr. Manmohan Singh. And the finger which is pointing, those who may not know about the Indian election, uh, when you go to vote, your finger is marked with an indelible link, which lasts for a month, so that you cannot go to another polling station and vote a second time. This used to be a problem upon, once upon a time. Even the Prime Minister is not spared. The Prime Minister is showing his finger. And you will notice he is not protesting. He is smiling, which is, uh, he is very frugal about normally. <laughs> so he is smiling very proudly. <laughs> now this is the polling party which had gone to Ladakh, uh, which I have mentioned, uh, and they t- took these pictures on their mobile phone. These are normal pictures of election time now this is the, the site at uh, when the polling parties are returning they are returning their uh, electronic voting machines and the officers are checking the records because from the counting uh, from uh, the day the poll is over to counting there's a gap of four days which of for which we are criticized that in this uh, age of technology why do you take four days Because we are seeing whether there were any complaints of uh, booth capturing. Was there any rigging which will require a re-poll? We use re-poll as the last weapon, because slightest suspicion that things poll have not gone to our satisfaction, uh, the next morning we will uh, election commission meets, looks at uh, these complaints, looks at the evidence and decides that we will have a re-poll, which means we go back to the villagers, uh, announce that they have to come back, and the third day we t- do the poll and fourth day. We do the counting with the rest of the country. Now, you notice the queue, the uh, sh- shorter queue for women. a uh, small, small innovation that we keep doing. In UP election uh, five years ago, uh, I was just uh, doing a video conference when uh, we were discussing about facilitation for women. And uh, I just made a stray remark. I said, what if we allow two women to go inside the polling station for every man that, he, uh, that goes inside. The queue will move doubly fast. And it was wondrous. Because uh, women who are normally, because they are doing three shaves they, they are busy and they used to be wary of coming to the polling station. When they went back in 10-15 minutes and told the neighbors, it encouraged many more to come. Uh, and that, uh, as a result, in UP alone, 45% increase in women uh, voter turnout between two elections to elections. This is a very interesting picture of national integration. How our security forces give confidence. You know, there was one politician who came to us complaining because he had lost. He says, you know, there was a load or not, it was in UP. He said, because of your guns, people are scared. He said, no, it is because of your guns that they are scared, our guns give them confidence. What happened? Just need to go to next yeah. <laughs> yeah, now this one, those who don't know, she is our president. And she also had to carry an ID card. And she is also not protesting. The other lady, I don't know whether she is a staff or she is a voter. She is very comfortable. The first citizen, uh, but incidentally, many presidents don't go and vote. A a present president chose not to vote, and I, although both sides of the debate are good, I would personally feel that president should not vote, and I would say even the CEC and the election commissioners should not vote because the moment you exercise your vote, you are becoming partisan. And you have to be above board. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here is a quiz for you. Here is a losing chief minister uh, and a winning chief minister. Can you identify? This is the beauty of India's democracy that they win, but they do not uh, accuse the election commission. It doesn't happen in Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, anywhere. Uh, And they keep uh, winning and losing against each other. It has happened three, four times. But they're best of friends. They know there is a person there who lost by one vote. He would have been the Chief Minister of Rajasthan, Mr. C P. Joshi. When he was losing, he rang up the Returning Officer with a request: "Sir, can you recount the postal ballots? Because electronic voting machine doesn't need recounting. There were 500 postal ballots. He recounted same result. He called up again. Sir, can you re-tabulate the totals from the machine? Another 10-15 minutes. Same result." Third call was to thank him for uh, obliging him with the, whatever request he was making. And he started working for his next election, losing by one vote. Same, same gentleman. Now again, after the, the last election, uh, Prime Minister Modi went to see uh, former Prime Minister Singh with a bouquet and uh, uh, compared notes.